Uh, so I heard something quite shocking the other day. That could apply to literally everything that's happening in the world these days. Okay, that's true. But apparently there are people living out there that don't know that drnks.com also exists as a shop IRL. Have these people been living under a rock? Apparently. It's attached to the George Hotel in Waterloo in Sydney, and you can buy delicious natural wines and weird beers, our favourite kind, and take them away or pay corkage and take them into the beer garden. Even better, because then you can drink your Lucy Margot or your Ladavino or your Dolly Aldrin sour beer with your delicious tacos made by the Taco Restaurant Taco King out the back. Their hours are on their Facebook page, but if you can't make it to Waterloo, you can still check out drnks.com and enter Highly Enthused at checkout for 10% off. Make sure you enjoy your drinks responsibly, kids. Thank you very much to drinks. This is Highly Enthused, a shortcut to things worth consuming, presented by two women named Sophie who spend too long on the internet. I'm Sophie Roberts. And I'm Sophie McComas. It's Highly Enthused, your favourite podcast, and your two favourite Sophies. <laughs> we assume we are two favourite Sophies. If you have other favourite Sophies, we do not want to hear about them. I know we're your favourites. Definitely. There's <laughs> a lot of ego going into this episode of Highly Enthused. We're eating chocolate cookies. We're in a small box that hopefully makes our sound quality really good. What's up? You going on holiday next week? I am. By the time you guys hear this, I will be in New York City, baby. Yeah, yeah. And I will have been in Los Angeles and thoroughly enjoyed all of the recommendations that you guys shared with me on Instagram for LA, which was so great. I have the longest. I mean, I already had a pretty extensive map, but it has like quadrupled in size. It made me so jealous just watching those recommendations roll in. I was like, I want to go. It's just so much good stuff. 12-hour flight away, baby. Just book a flight. I got freaking flyer points. Come along. Oh. Anyone else want to come with me? I'm going okay, by then. myself. <laughs> I definitely will if they're your points bank order. That'll be great. What's yeah. on top of your list? What's on top of my list? I basically, so many people recommended Guisado's Tacos. Mm. Apparently it's like kind of a little mini chain in lots of locations. So I'm just going to, I think, become a taco. I'm going <laughs> to eat as many as I can fit in my body in the course of five, six, however long I'm there. Six days? I think I'm there six days, yeah. Tacos. Oh, and obviously Squirrel. That was already on my list, but... Squirrel is awesome. I feel like it's like very Sydney. Yeah. But delicious. Well, I'm going to go on a weekday and I'm not going to order avocado toast. I'm going to order like the rice bowl or something. Staying east side, I know I should go to the beach, but it's just so far away. I looked up how long it would take on public transport. It was like almost two hours. I was like, no, that's not going to (laughs) happen. Just if you happen to find yourself, you just pack a swimsuit just so you never know what happens. Oh, I'm from Sydney. I pack a swimsuit always, no matter where I'm going. You never know when you need one. That's the spirit. How about you? How are you? Good. I feel like it's just a hop, skip and a jump to Christmas, which I'm very excited about. It is basically Christmas. The year is done. 2019, over. We should all go home. <laughs> Drank some wine in the park on the weekend, had some people over for lunch. Just felt like that kind of... Summery mood. It's the silly season. Yeah. My dad always says summer in Sydney goes from Melbourne Cup to Mardi Gras. I'm here for it. I'm raiding your wardrobe and we're raiding everyone's wardrobes. Yeah, we're all about raiding wardrobes. We have a really good listener recommendation this week from our listener Lizzie who recommended Positive Waste. That's positivewaste.com.au. I hadn't heard of this, but I know it's a problem that a lot of people are looking into. It's like a kitchen food waste collection kind of service. Oh, cool. So you sign up to it. It's $3.80 a week. I think at the moment it's only in New South Wales, but 
have got a recommendation for a, like a national service. So when you sign up, they give you a little bin to put in your kitchen where you pop all your food scraps and that's everything. It's like bread, coffee grinds, tea bags, oil, leftover cooking fat. Oh, that's good because I always want to know what to do with that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> all your meat and fish and bones and stuff like that. And then you drop it off at kind of like a central location. They take it away and produce really rich fertilizer from it. Oh, amazing. Yeah. And it's a weekly subscription, $3.80, and you can cancel any time. And it's just so handy. Lizzie said she just walks up. When she walks the dog, takes her bin of food, and it's decreased her rubbish so, so much in her home. And your rubbish doesn't stink Mm. because all that gross, stinky stuff is gone. And they actually say that reducing the amount of food waste in landfill is one of the top things we can do to combat climate change because when food waste is composted, it doesn't produce methane, but when it is sent to landfill and rots, it produces more methane than almost anything else. So it's like if you're looking for a way to reduce your personal carbon footprint, compost is one of the best things you can do. But like, I'm someone who lives in a tiny apartment, so something like this is so useful. Because yeah, if you don't have room for you don't have a, like a compost heap exactly. in your back garden, or you don't have a green bin, or you don't have anything like that, then yeah, this sounds really cool. That was positivewaste.com.au, but you also found a national version called sharewaste.com. Yeah, so this one's a little bit different. It's not like a service, so I think the Positive Waste also uses it to produce green energy, so there's like a specific kind of processing it goes through, whereas this is more just kind of like one of the sharing economy things where people who have compost bins, so I live in Coogee, I'm in an apartment, but there are lots of people who do have houses or, you know, those blocks that might have a compost bin you can just sign up it's free um, and then you can just find compost bins in your area that are accepting contributions and you can just go and drop them off and they'll have different rules around what kind of waste they accept some will accept like the full list like positive waste will some will just take food and veg like fruit and veggies but yeah so that is nationwide I looked and there's like it seems to cover like the entire country, like Kalgoorlie, there's a few places you can drop it off and like rural South Australia. So that one's a good one if you're not in Sydney. Yeah. Thanks for the recommendation, Lizzie. Yeah. All right. On to our recommendations. What have you been eating this week? Well, I've got a new strategy for having people over Mm -hmm. and that is not to cook anything. Just buy (laughs) lots of delicious things and assemble them. Is this the Nigel Slater strategy? (laughs) Yes, it actually is. You just buy nice cheese, nice fruit, nice salady things, and then you just have to, like, pop it all on a pretty platter, Hmm. and it's delicious. I think the key here is you have the most extensive collection of pretty platters I've seen in almost any house. Yes, and very like non-existing collection of cupboards nice to keep it in. <laughs> but one of my favourite things at the moment is stracciatella. Mm, so decadent. So the best description of stracciatella I heard was from Penny at Penny's Cheese Shop who described it as easy access burrata. <laughs> Slutty burrata. <laughs> Slutty burrata. So it's essentially the curds and the cream that is inside a bowl of burrata. It's not like burrata is difficult. To access. You know what I mean? Like it's not like yeah. it's a hard it's like thing to crack into. Skip the pop moment. It's like barely held together. Go straight to the wall. The delicious oozy cream. There is no seduction with stracciatella. No. You are straight in. Laying it all out. Laying it all out. X, X, X. It's so good. So the brand that I bought was Vanilla, which is made here in Marrickville in Sydney. But lots of cheesemakers make stracciatella. If they make mozzarella or burrata, it's likely that they will sell this product. So it's just like, yeah, a puddle of cream and like stretched curds that you can just pile up onto bread, scoop up with crackers or with radishes or anything. Just a spoon. Just a spoon, straight into your mouth. What I did with it 
is by similarly fancy Salsa Verde, which was like a ridiculous purchase, but it looked really good. And then just spoon Salsa Verde over the top of the stracciatella, lay a bunch of anchovies on top of that, Ooh. salt and pepper, and a little, maybe a little bit of olive oil. And it's just so good. And you can put any any topping on there, really. Scott, at his old restaurant he used to cook at, used to put, like, um, zucchini pickles on top of there mm. or pickled artichoke hearts. Something that has a little bit of acidity and maybe a bit of texture, but you don't necessarily need texture because you've usually got the, like, scoopy vessel that has yep. the texture. But, yeah, like, fried fried things, potatoes if you want. Where I had it on scrambled eggs on the weekend, oh, the wow. leftovers. That was extremely decadent. <laughs> That's a big breakfast. I was like, we have a quarter of a tub of stracciatella left, and guess what we're eating for breakfast? <laughs> cream. Straight cream. But, yeah, if you, you know... Just want a little hack for your next for your next lunch party, Stratchitella. Well, it is coming into that time we just talked about, entertaining. Here's a trick for that. What about your entertaining tips? <laughs> well, I don't have any entertaining tips. This is uh, kind of more a solo dining or a two-person dining experience. I have branched out from lentils into chickpeas. <laughs> Praise me. <laughs> Look, it's just a legume love fest over here. I'm not going to fight it or pretend that I don't think it's a good thing. So... I got this recipe from Bon Appetit, just like really basic, crispy, garlicky, chickpea kind of method. You basically throw a bunch of olive oil in, drain the chickpeas, and the key is like patting them dry with paper towels, trying to get rid of the moisture. Throw them in the pan with some grated garlic and salt and pepper. You just let them get crispy. The trick is to try not to fiddle with them, which is really hard for me. I just always want to fiddle them. But, like, medium heat, let them just kind of get a crunchy layer and then sort of flip them. I also added in, if I, if you have it, like, some chili flakes or leopard pepper or sumac's really nice with it if you're going kind of Middle Eastern. But you could really take it any direction. But then what I top it with, this is actually, the more I think about it, it's like the summery take on that kind of creamy white bean thing that I mentioned a few <laughs> recipe, I guess is what you call it, a few episodes ago. So I just dolloped Greek yogurt into the serving dish, squeezed some lemon in, salt, a little bit of dried mint, just mixed it up. Then you tip the chickpeas on top and then I make like a cheats chopped salad. So a couple of tomatoes, radishes or cucumber, depending what you have, some green onions, some parsley, just chopped up. Just I literally just scrape it off the chopping board on top. I don't even mix it. Um, and then olive oil, more lemon, a little bit of salt. It is delicious. Yum, that sounds so easy. It's so easy because while the chickpeas are crisping, you're just doing all the rest of it and it's just chopping. Like you said, you're not really doing anything too complicated. You're just chopping things and arranging things and you get like the tangy, creamy yogurt. The chickpeas are really chewy and crunchy and warm and they've got that nice savoury element and then the salad's just fresh and crunchy and that's probably if you serve this with bread or with one other thing this would serve two people with one can of chickpeas so that that's my heading into summer one person or one pot special read watch listen which one have you gone with this week (laughs) i gone with watch i don't know about you guys but i love the new york times column modern love there's also a podcast which is really good where really famous celebrities read these essays which are published every week in the New York Times. It's just been made into a div- into a TV show. Oh, I think I have seen this actually. Yeah, on Amazon Prime. And for everyone who hasn't bailed after Fleabag since signing up to Amazon Prime, which a lot of people I know signed up just for Fleabag and then like bailed instantly, stick with it if you haven't bailed because look, it's a good show. It's <laughs> 
Seeing as this is a podcast about recommendations, I would hope so. <laughs> I love the essay series. I love the podcast. The show is star-studded. Like yes. Tina Fey's in it, Anne Hathaway's in it, Dev Patel, Catherine Keener. It's an all-star cast. Each episode, I think there's about seven maybe or eight, is its own unique world and story. Yeah. They've handpicked the best essays from the series or the most compelling stories that would translate well to TV. It's just so sweet and a little bit soppy. American like the word you're looking but for. But then, so is New York. Like, New York yeah. is like that. And so all these stories are set there. It's just over the top, like, super dramatic. The stories are just so love, actually. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but they're also unique. So one that I really loved was was an episode called Take Me As I Am, Whoever I Am, and that's the Anne Hathaway episode. I think it's episode three. And she's a young woman struggling with untreated bipolar disorder, and it shows the effects that this, like, high, high, high highs and low, low, low lows has on on her love life Mm. and her struggling to accept that and get the right treatment for it and find out who she really is when she's not high or not low. She's just, you know, a happy medium. It was really amazing. It was, like, very New York showgirl at some points and then um, just heartbreaking in others. Another one which was great is called When Cupid is a Prying Journalist, which is the Dev Patel episode, and now I'm obsessed with Dev Patel since oh my God. listening to the Thirst Aid Kit episode on him. He's oh, such a babe. Yeah. Such a babe. And it's all about past regrets and missed opportunities in love and rekindling old romance and just thinking about those times where if the circumstances had been different, yeah. what could have happened. So I really enjoyed it. I, I, I got through like six episodes in a night. Yeah. <laughs> it's really easy to watch. It's very New York. If you like shows about love and you love the column and you listen to the podcast, or even if you haven't ever come across it before, I'd give it a go. It's a time of year when I just feel like those romantic movies come out. And this is a nice spring. Is that what you're that? referring to? <laughs> yeah, spring. Cool. Well, what about you? What have you read, watched, or listened to? So it's a book this week that I am so late to the party for this. Well, I feel so late to this party. I've seen so many people talking about it. Um, it's Cost of Living, a Working Autobiography by Deborah Levy. I'm obviously even later to the party because I haven't even heard of it. Uh, It's kind of maybe the opposite of your recommendation in that she is, this is the second installment of her working autobiography. The first one was published in 2013. It's called Things I Don't Want to Know. But in this, she's composing a new life for herself after getting divorced at 50. Okay. (laughs) I found this year I've just been turning to memoir more and more. They're the books that have really been resonating with me. I don't know if I've just like reached saturation point with contemporary fiction or I just haven't been finding the right books um just a lot of them haven't quite resonated but memoirs really been like my jam this year and this tiny little book like I mean I essentially read it in my day's commute like on the bus to and from work and then walking home was just so deeply satisfying so it explores like so many things you know she's just moved into this new apartment with her two teenage or one of her teenage daughters her older daughter has gone off to university it's like about all of the little actions you have to take to rebuild a life after such a massive change it doesn't really dwell on the like the breakdown of her marriage or the divorce it's more just like what do you do afterwards like it's happened it explores like 
like her mother getting really sick and dying and like the process of grieving that. And then it's also about things like the pleasure of late night rides on an electric bike through the streets of North London and swimming in cold water and just like great dinner parties at friends' houses that turn into dancing and having a friend over and cooking in your kitchen. Just like really beautiful little moments. And it's not sickly and it's not overdone it's just like really this beautiful portrait and I really love this concept of a working autobiography like it's in flux she's doing these like small little snapshots of life at a certain time and there's this one story in it that is about the owner of this corner store so she went there sort of for weeks to buy her mother this particular kind of ice block that she really liked to eat when she was like in hospice and dying it always hinged on like which flavor was available because her mom loved this like I think the strawberry and didn't mind the lime but hated the orange and so if she couldn't get the right one she'd be really upset but she like never told the person at the corner store <laughs> that that's what it was for and then in the the weeks after his, her um, mother died she went back to the corner store and she just ends up telling them the story of like why she always bought these ice blocks and they were like why didn't you tell us like we would have made sure you had the ones in and I literally just like wept reading it because it was such a like this human connection and kindness and it's just so wonderful I just want to press it to everyone's hands and get them to read it it doesn't take long to read like I said and honestly the opening scene in the book I think she's on holidays somewhere in like Greece or the Mediterranean and there's just this moment where she's observing this not couple, it's like this young woman who starts a conversation or gets pulled into a conversation with this very particular kind of middle-aged man who's travelling. And she just, it's so eviscerating and so illuminating of how so many men view women as not the protagonists of their own story and just the jarring miscommunications. And I'm not expressing it very well, but I read this first scene and I was just like, oh my God, I'm going to love this book. I'm going to love this book so much. I love when you get dragged in from the first get-go. I was like, I'm in. Deborah Levy, I'll follow you anywhere. <laughs> so yeah, so that is The Cost of Living by Deborah Levy. It's a really quick read. I got it from my local library. Highly recommend it. Get on board. Hells yes. I want to read that right now. Yeah. Well, it's available at Randwick Library. I've returned it. (laughs) Okay. So, interesting topic for you. What are we discussing in the buy column? Well, I realized that I can go back to things I bought previously. Previously. How is the shopping ban going? It's great. Amazing. It's October 28th and, well... Not when this is airing, but right now. It's October 28 and still going on the band. Well done. Yeah. Have you started, like, rummaging through your wardrobe and, like, trying things on you haven't worn for ages and, like, putting things on different ways to see how they look? Uh, I'm more standing in front of my wardrobe and going, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, that's, that's valid. Which is great. So we'll see how I am in another month. <laughs> but no, it's been fine. Anyway, so the thing that I bought ages ago, about a year ago now, is bridal loungewear. Oh, Nice. And we have, we both have a kind of wedding-y recommendation today, but I know that wedding season is on the horizon. I'd say it's well and truly started. Well, I haven't been to a wedding yet this season, so it hasn't started for me. In general, I'm sure it has. It's a beautiful label out of Melbourne called POM, P-O-M-M-E. And it was started by two girls, a good friend of mine, Emily Ventura and Cara Lu, who actually interned with Alexander Wang back in the day and started that brand Interval. Oh, yeah. I yeah. remember them. Yeah, yeah. Really great, like, chic and well-designed brand that I think is not going any longer because she's focusing on POM. And, yeah, it's essentially loungewear for bridal parties. So there are a lot of loungewear brands out there at the moment. A lot of them are very floral. A lot of them are very silky. A lot of them are very satiny. Yes, satiny is the key word, yes. POM is kind of the antidote to all of that. 
classic, it's classy, it's minimal, it's like oversized shirts, shorts and camis, very simple, nothing floral. The only pattern that they have is like a really cool, they had a stripe last season and this new season is like black and white polka dots, very oh, nice. small little uh, spots. Really nice colours, like a really soft pink and this beautiful almost eucalypt greeny blue oh, nice. colour, which is gorgeous. It's just cotton, it's breathable. You spend half the day in it on your wedding day, like your bridal party is kind of like hanging out if you choose to do that before heading down the aisle and why not look really nice and non-dated in 20 years when you do it yeah I recommend that in my photos I'm literally wearing some like shitty pajama shorts and a daggy t-shirt my sisters made me because they thought it was really funny to put our wedding hashtag on a t-shirt and make me wear it so (laughs) I would recommend this solution instead because the photos of me getting ready are very funny but not particularly elegant (laughs) Well, funny's still good. Funny's still very good. It's, it's, you know, it's it's a way. It's a way to do it. (laughs) So if you're getting married this summer or you are a bridesmaid and want to very politely suggest (laughs) that why don't you all get ready in something, like, cool and chic, check out POM. It's POM.world. I've just worn it. I had a little, like, um, short and cami set in pink when we got married, which was really great, and still wear them now. Great. It's not something that... Yeah, you feel you can wear for one day only. Oh, and they do embroidery. Oh, lovely. Yeah, so you can get like little... Like a monogram. Initials or, yeah, whatever the hell you want. Yeah, go crazy. That's awesome. So that's pom.world on Instagram and on the internet. What about you? So my recommendation this week, funnily enough, is also something I bought for my wedding. It is the Lunette Necklace by Sarah and Sebastian. Um, And I'm actually only mentioning it now because recently I've had lots of people commenting on it and complimenting me on it. I think you even complimented me on it the other day. Yeah, the chain is so fine. Yeah, so it's like a very, 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 very fine gold chain with a tiny diamond in it. So it's like two millimetres kind of size. Set in a little gold, really simple setting. I bought it, I was wearing kind of dramatic earrings at my wedding, but I was also wearing a strapless dress, so I wanted I wanted to have something around my neck, but I didn't want it to be too much. And I was, I'll be honest, I was kind of on just like a spending spree before we got married. I was like, fancy necklace? Yeah, I'm going to buy that. Really crazy expensive shoes? Sure, I'll wear them again. It's definitely like, a good excuse. <laughs> just just kind of like blacked out. I don't recommend that as an approach generally, but you know. Lots of cost per wear. Yes, I do wear this literally every day. Um, so Sarah and Sebastian is a local Australian brand. They have a really beautiful tiny little uh, shop on Oxford Street in Paddington and I believe they've actually just opened this gorgeous bridal atelier in Mossman yeah. where you can go in for consultations for engagement rings and other jewellery. I literally just went into the store and picked it up. It, I think, takes about a week to get made, so I ordered it and then went in and picked it up. I'd also, I will warn you, the the chain is so fine. It sort of sits just under the little sort of dent in your collarbone. I did break it at one point because my finger got caught in it, but they repaired it. They soldered it back t- together for me. So that's they good. do repairs in their studio, which is really good. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's the Lunette Necklace by Sarah and Sebastian. It is not like a purchase you're going to go out and do like every other day, but you know, it's heading into Christmas. It is wedding season. Maybe you're looking <laughs> for something to wear for your own wedding. I actually lent it to my friend Georgia to wear on her wedding day. as so her something borrowed. Yeah, it's very subtle. I think yeah. it's perfect jewellery for wedding day. She also had very big dramatic earrings. Yeah. And she mentioned to someone that she was going to borrow a necklace of me. And someone's like, oh, that might be too much. She's like, no, no, 
I promise you, it's perfect. <laughs> and it was. And I went and I clasped it on her before she got married, which was a really nice moment. So it's definitely, again, it sounds really wanky to say this, but it's that kind of like modern heirloom style piece yeah. that you'll you'll get a lot of wear out of. And again, it's not fine jewellery isn't necessarily the kind of recommendation I would normally make on this podcast, but it was just one that had recently been getting a lot of airtime. So I thought I'd tell you all about it. Thanks. Preach. Oh, anytime. <laughs> you can have these recommendations whenever you like for free, so if you haven't. What's the time for? It is the first five. Fast five. Fast five. What's first in your five? Okay, in the theme of assembling things and not cooking when you have people over. So we got this jar of dulce de leche, mm-hmm. which is a caramel made from condensed milk. It's very it is so good. If you just boil a can of condensed milk for like two hours in water, it, this is what will be the result. Sometimes the can will explode though, you so need it's open probably the can. better to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Gelato Messina actually make it. They have a very fancy machine from Argentina. I of hear. course they do. What I did at the end of the meal was just spoon out this jar of caramel into a bowl, put a little bit of flaky sea salt on top. I actually think a good idea would be to put a little bit of olive oil maybe if you have a really nice fruity olive oil and then just serve a bowl of strawberries with the stalk still on it and a plate of cookies and people can just like dip the strawberry in the caramel, get a little bit of salt on there. It's like sweet, juicy, delicious, so simple. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my tip for this summer. (laughs) Get the best fruit you can buy, the best caramel you can find and just put it on the table and let people love it. I like it. Lazy, entertaining. I'm here for it. (laughs) Lazy, entertaining. So my second one is keeping rose water spray in the fridge. It's really good. I love rose water spray. I have a Glossier one that sits in my, not in my fridge, just in my little dresser area. Well, yeah, it's the Glossier one that I have. And this was a tip that I got from an old colleague of mine, Jordan, shout Mm -hmm. out. And she kept hers in the fridge. And if you can remember that you've kept your facial spray in the fridge, which is hard (laughs) to do because it's not in front of you, on a really hot day, you just waltz on over there and spritz yourself with this, like, cold, really aromatic, really refreshing spray. It's so nice. I would really like to do that. I just have a very large communal fridge at my Mm. office, and I feel like... I might get some weird looks, but maybe I just need to get a container to put it in with my food and no one will know, and then I can just go and spritz myself on hot days. Yeah, just tuck it in next to your sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) I will see how I go with that. I feel like someone will steal it, though. They'll be like, that's a genius idea. I'm going to spritz my own face with it. I don't know if it does anything. Apparently, it's, like, nicely toning. What does that even mean? I don't tone, so I don't know (laughs) if that helps, but I feel like it just, yeah. Refreshing. Uh, so my third one on the list is something for my Surrey Hills compadres, <laughs> and that is Schwarmama on Commonwealth Street. Oh, I really want to eat this. It's so good. So it's essentially a fancy kebab joint. Great. But brains behind it, Matt Lindsay, who's the chef at Esther and Polly. Which is such a left turn for him, and I'm here for it. I love it. Yeah, like one of the, some of the best restaurants in Sydney, and Russell Beard of Reuben Hills. I know you love this cafe. Mm -hmm. The story goes that Matt Lindsay was just like doing a lot of shawarma, rotating meat on sticks, heavily spiced kind of stuff on Sundays and decided, what the hell, I want to open a shawarma shop (laughs) and open one on Commonwealth Street and just opened like last week. So they do these chicken and lamb that are just like piled up that they shave down into delicious house-made pita, lots of pickles, lots of tahini, garlic sauce. They do like a sabish 
or sabi, yeah. <laughs> which is like soft and gooey eggplant with boiled egg and pickles and all that stuff. Falafel, these giant face-sized salted tahini cookies. Oh, they do a really good sour pomegranate soda, which uh-huh. I think is like made from that pomegranate molasses. Oh, really? Mm, really Ooh, good. intriguing. Yeah, absolutely awesome. So that's Shaw Mama on Commonwealth Street. Fourth one, a new nail polish colour. What up? <laughs> So I used to have this very fabulous boss in magazines and she would always wear nail polish colours that were really dark. Mm. She she was Greek, so she had, like, awesome olive features, which I have the opposite of. <laughs> but yeah, she wore, like, really nice navies and dark greys and this colour is, like, an aubergine eggplant skin mulberry yeah, kind of vibe. it's kind of got almost chocolatey tones yeah. as well. Yeah. It's OPI. It's called Yes, My Condor Can Do, which is really random. What does that even mean? I mean, there are so many nail polish colors, I feel like they're just going a bit bonkers now. (laughs) It's just like, we're going to string words together and you can extrapolate whatever meaning you'd like from this. Yeah. (laughs) Condor? (laughs) Anyway, I just think it looks really good. Like, dark makes you think of winter, but I'm kind of into it for summer. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of tan if I get out there and make that happen. <laughs> like, that would look really good. So, yeah. I just feel it. it looks quite elegant. Like yes. it's And unexpected, like you said, especially at this time of year. Fancy. She used to, I used to go visit her in her office and she would just be painting her nails. Like, she would always have perfect nails. It takes a lot of upkeep. I'm so lazy. It makes you feel so good when they're done and they're nice. When you're in a yoga class and you look down on your toes and you're not like, Ugh! You're like, oh, it's been a while since that happened. <laughs> Normally I'm like, oh, Jesus, just stop looking at them. <laughs> So good. So that's OPI in Yes, My Condor Can Do! Exclamation mark in OPI. Okay, and I know you are going to love this last recommendation. Yes. Because we ate it together. <laughs> we did. And there's two mentions of Esther in this Fast Five, but that's cool. It's the roast oysters at Esther in Chippendale with sake emulsion, basically a butter sake sauce, and pepperberry. It was like toffee. I don't know what they did. It was sweet and peppery. Buttery. Amazing. So good. The oysters have always been incredible because they pop them in the oven and just warm them through. It's a wood-fired oven, so there's like a tiny little hint of smoke until the lid pops off. Mm. And then they just dress it in this amazing dressing and they're really good. Yeah, we highly recommend just cruising on in there, managing somehow to get the best seat with no, absolutely no time or bookings and then just eating two oysters, having some wine and then jetting out of there. It was a great (laughs) night. Hot tip. Hot tip. (laughs) Work around the corner. You can go whenever you want. (laughs) What is your fast five? Hit me. Okay, I am bringing in a sour beer recommendation because it's been a while. Yum! I am talking about the Grifters Brewery Pink Galar Sour Beer. This is so good. This beer has somewhat of a cult following. It is from a brewery named Grifters, which is in Marrickville in Sydney. And Pink Galar is a pink lemonade sour fermented beer with fresh raspberries and lemon juice. Can you actually get it in a can or do you have to get on tap? No, it is only on tap. I think there is a petition. There are always rumours that it's going to be released in a can because people are such big fans of this. You can buy T-shirts. My sister Anna has a T-shirt. Oh. <laughs> the Pink Galar T-shirt. But you can only get it on tap. I've drunk it at, like, the George in Waterloo, Marrickville Bowling Club, quite a few pubs in the Inner West. It is so sour. It is like sucking on a warhead lolly. Mm. I genuinely am concerned for my teeth whenever I have more than one scooter of it. It is so ridiculous and so not a beer. It's kind of like what you always want a cider to taste like. 
It's amazing. Perfect for humid weather. Just really good fun. The brewery's great. If you're in Marrickville, good dog watching there. Always check it out. So it's the Pink pink Glass Hour Beer by Grifters Brewery. And if you like the sound of it, you can buy merch on their website. Why not? You know, why not? Advertise your drinking preferences wherever you go. (laughs) Um, Number two for me is the new album by King Princess. It's called Cheap Queen. This is actually something that I know that your sister Alice is a big fan of. Really? Because I saw her and her girlfriend doing, replicating the really cute dance. Um, So there's this one song that she released first as a single called Hit the Back, which is a goddamn banger. It is so good. She released it, I think, like, on her Instagram. She and a friend did this amazing little dance routine to the chorus, and I have just been playing it on repeat. The chorus is so catchy. Should we learn this routine? I mean, we can try. (laughs) Your sister can teach us. She and her girlfriend did it it was amazing so it's just like an amazing album i love king princess i've loved some of her old tracks just a really great set of songs i've been listening to it a lot in the last few days so get on that and yeah definitely start with hit the back because it is so good like this is a sachet song yeah 100 (laughs) percent. maybe i'll play it for you before we leave tonight so number three is a bit of a throwback it is to this show that um, my friends and I were all obsessed with a couple of months ago, and then I just started rewatching it the other night. It's Sex Education on Netflix. Have, Have you, you seen got this? Into it. Oh my god, I Everyone's love it. raving about it, and I was like, I don't know. Look, fair enough. Everyone has different choices. I just was mostly watching it for Gillian Anderson in incredible outfits, having a brazen sex life in well into her like fifties. She's so hot. She plays the sex therapist. Yes, and the mother of the main character. Yeah, it's just like silly and fun, and it seems to be occurring in this like parallel universe where everything's very colorful and. I don't know. I just really liked it. It's English. It's quite quick. It's, it's quite fun to watch. Yeah, I just wanted to, like, mention it. If people haven't watched it because there's so much TV out, sometimes you miss things the first time around, I recommend diving back into that one. If for nothing else, just to find your new, like, middle-aged female icon in Gillian Anderson <laughs> wearing an amazing collection of robes and sleeping with, like, an amazing collection of much younger men. It's fantastic. Okay, number... What number is this? Four. Is this number four? Number four is a recipe for vegetarian tortilla soup by the cooking blog 101 Cookbooks. Oh, this is a great blog. It's such a good blog. It's been going for so long. It's like one of the original food blogs from like maybe a decade. Yes. She's Heidi Swanson. Yeah, so plant-based, vegetarian. She's got a couple of amazing, really beautiful cookbooks out, but the website is just such an amazing resource for really interesting recipes, really good Mexican food and Asian style. She's traveled a lot in Mexico and in India. And this vegetarian tortilla soup is, again, it's nice for that kind of transitional season, so if it's a bit colder where you are, it's still really tasty. You can get, like cherry tomatoes, really good veggie stock. If you're not vegetarian, you can make it with chicken stock, which is traditional. But the key to any tortilla soup is in the topping. So you get tortillas. If you can get corn ones, use those. Crisp them up. Mm. Um, Sliced avocado, sliced white onion, coriander, lots of lime. Like if you've got, you know, if you have like Asian crispy shallots, I reckon you could throw those on top. You can go wild. It's just really all about the toppings and it's just really both hearty and fresh and comforting. And then my last one, I've been really into random women on Instagram lately. Um, This is this woman named Chica de Ora on Instagram. It's underscore C-H-I-C-A-D-E-O-R-A. And honestly, she's just my favorite person to look at for colorful style inspiration. Who is she? I have no idea. She's just like really stylish. She lives in LA. She has 
I have no idea how she affords the clothes she buys because they're all like those amazing, like Rachel Comey and Alana Cohn and like Mariam Nasir Nader shoes, like crazy beautiful designers. But even if you can't afford the brands she wears, which I can't, especially considering the state of the Australian dollar, she's just got the most incredible colour palettes. She's not afraid of clashing patterns. She wears a lot of Issy Miyaki pleats, please. Just like crazy silhouettes. It's just, she's so fun. How did you come across her? I have absolutely no idea. Like, no idea at all. <laughs> the algorithm delivered her to me and I was Hold happy. up, she's wearing metallic Crocs. Yes. <laughs> And I don't even like Crocs, but I respect her. She has excellent socks. That's awesome. She just really hits a lot of the right notes, I feel, for where I'm leading in life, which is to look like a cross between an art teacher and a kindergarten (laughs) kid, but with more money. (laughs) That's my entire vibe. More money than a kindergarten kid? Yes, it's not hard to have more money than either of those people, and that's what I'm looking for. So I like in these dresses she's in. Yeah, I know. She's just great. She's mm. just really fun. Mm. Lots of, like, bright, weird colour combos you'd never think would work. Very man repeller. Yeah. It's fabulous. I really love it. So that is Chica de Ora on Instagram. And that's it. That's well, it. That was a fabulous Fast Five. I really enjoyed it. It was a wide ranging. We went to some interesting places. <laughs> thanks for delivering the goods, as I, always. Thanks to you. Thanks to you, sir. Thanks so. to you. What a day. What an episode. Thanks to our sponsor, Drinks, drnks.com, for supporting Highly Enthused. We appreciate you. Please head to their website and put our code in to get 10% off, Highly Enthused. And we'll see you on the internets. <laughs> or the internet, in fact. Instagram, internet, we've combined it. Instanets. It, 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 it works. Um, you know the drill. It's Highly Enthused on Instagram, highlyenthused.substack.com for our amazing newsletter, highlyenthused at gmail.com. Okay, that's it. Let's get out of here. Oh, my God, bye. Bye. <laughs>